Hello and welcome to finally a podcast in the month of May. Welcome to Hot Takes with Cool Guys with your hosts, Albert Nava, Samuel Nava, and a special guest, birthday boy, Albert Nava Jr. Welcome, Albert. Second time appearance. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to Thank have you, you back. Dad, how you father? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. After a month off, I'm sure you feel great. Yes. Happy so- birthday. Happy birthday, Albert. Talk about talk about load management on the podcast. Shit. <laughs> so sorry, everyone, for our leave of absence. We've been a little busy with life, you know. Gives everybody a chance to catch up with the rest of the episodes, right? Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of episodes, what episode number is this? I believe this is episode 15. Nice. It's not bad. We're going to get our uh, our, our fact check, though. Fat checker. Quince. Quince, 1-5. Say that backwards. That's 5-1, May 1st. May Day, baby. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a little fun fact? Fun fact. So, as many of you know, the movie Air came out on April 5th of 2023. Yes. It was a Wednesday. Uh, usually movies come out on Thursday. They premiere on Thursdays, but that that particular weekend was Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. So we assumed the reason they released it was because of Easter. Um, but if you reverse the April fifth four five, or no, not reverse it necessarily, but on four five four five twenty three, it's forty five. Which is Michael Jordan's number and twenty three Michael Jordan's number. Wow, that's pretty cool, huh? This guy connecting the science. So that was pretty pretty cool. And that movie, man. that movie lived up to the hype. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I think I think it lived up to more. I don't think it has the hype that it deserved. It did really well. I'm glad they didn't show Michael Jordan, the actor who played Michael Jordan. I feel like too many people would have focused on that. For sure. I think that was perfect. Well, enough of that. Enough of the side talk. We're going to get right into it. Topic of the day is NBA playoffs. We're going to go ahead and start with our favorite matchup is going to be the Lakers versus the Warriors in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Albert, how are we feeling about this? As a Laker fan, I'm feeling good. I don't know if it's because I'm a Laker fan. And I'm hopeful, but I see a lot of people on the timeline and a lot of ESPN analysts saying that the Warriors are going to win in five, six, or seven. And uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. So right now, Lakers will be playing tomorrow at the Warriors at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon, five uh, May 2nd. The Golden State Warriors are favored by five points, four and a half points. How are we feeling about that? Dad. I think tomorrow. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Brent. You go first. I was telling Samuel earlier, I, I am not going to be surprised if the Warriors, I mean, if the Lakers get ran out the building tomorrow. Which... I will not be surprised and I will not be, I, that, that will not change my mind. On who I think is going to win the series. Which is what about you? LeBron. Huh? It's vintage LeBron's teams. Yeah, it's the LeBron feel out game. 
first game of every series. I could see that. Warriors are coming off the emotional win. Steph Curry coming off the 50-point most points ever in a game seven. I see them coming in with a lot of momentum. The Lakers have actually had a couple more days off. Sam was just showing me the injury report. There's three cats doubtful. One of those being LeBron. Not that he's not going to play, but. Who are the other two? Uh, the doubtful ones are Anthony Davis and Mo Bamba. Well, Anthony Davis is always doubtful. For real. <laughs> I think they meant to, they meant to classify him as fragile. Yeah, I was telling Samuel, I think. Go ahead. What I'm what I'm seeing is the Lakers are. I feel like they're firing on every cylinder right now, especially in that last series. I feel like every single player, especially the players that they picked up during the trade deadline, are doing exactly what's needed for them, needed from them, and more. So that's I'm glad you brought that up. Um, one of the one of those players is a returning Laker. D'Angelo yes. Russell. Yes. A more mature, um, shall I call him seasoned D'Angelo Russell. Can you elaborate on what he's brought to this squad? Well, funny thing, you mentioned him first because I don't even think he's getting the credit he deserves for that, especially for that Memphis closeout game. Everyone keeps on talking about LeBron being in year 20, being 38 and winning another playoff series at that age, but if you look, go back and look at the stats, we don't win that game. I don't even think we win that series without D'Lo. I agree. So what he did, uh, and he's quick, not getting any the, attention. The D'Lo stats. So he's averaging thirty-one minutes a game in the playoffs. Sixteen point seven points a game. Uh, about three rebounds a game. Five point eight eight assists. He leads the team in assists, which I think is. Pretty impressive to average about 16, 17 points a game and leading the team in assists is very vital to a playoff team uh, like the Lakers. And again, like you're saying, I think it's very attributable attributable to the success of where they've been able to come and the future. So I, I, I agree with you, Albert, that D'Angelo Russell is a player to watch. Uh, he's definitely a game changer, a series changer. And if he plays well, I do believe the Lakers can win the series. Yeah, and then on the flip side, it, despite Stephen Curry's amazing performance on Sunday, I, as a Warrior, if I was a Warriors fan or if I was in the Warriors organization, I'd be scared because if my superstar had to do that for them to win a Game 7 against an unexperienced playoff team in Sacramento, I think that me that would cause some concern, especially when you have guys like uh, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson that have pretty been pretty quiet. So they're almost trying to. They're hoping that those guys do something in this series, whereas Lakers are already coming in hot with their role players. Steph Curry was twenty we'll thirty-eight in the last game, sixty percent on free throws. Oh, that's how many how many free throws did he shoot? Very scary. Three of <clears throat> he wasn't getting to the. That's, hey, hey, pops. What would they? 
what kind of slander would Kobe Bryant be getting right now if oh, he scored God. 50, but it took 40 attempts? Too many shots, ball hog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just the narrative. Like, and I'm not, not to take away from the greatness, but when you're taking that many shots, you know. Did you guys hear about his little pregame speech? Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how those pregame speeches come out after the fact. Well, also, well, not yet. Convenient. But you don't hear about it if they lose. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, the timing is everything. The narrative is everything. It makes it 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 more entertaining for sure. But we got uh, Steph Curry and LeBron again in a series. Some are saying probably for the last time. Do you agree with that? I don't agree with that. No? I mean, I think if the Lakers keep the are able to keep most of their pieces going into next season, I think LeBron will be a contender again. Oh, definitely. And LeBron is still playing. They'll be able to drive Bronny. Just kidding. But um, let me ask you guys this question: Um, with that performance on Sunday, of course, now that talks about. Is this guy the greatest point guard to ever play? Mm-hmm. And let me get dad, let me get your your take. Do you <sighs> still have magic right there? Or do you even have do you even have magic right there? I haven't had a chance. I haven't I haven't processed this debate. So my honest answer, you're asking me right now, I still have magic as the number one point guard to ever play. But I think I'm conf- I'm 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 conflicted because I I don't see Steph as a true point guard. He's more yeah, of a you make a good point. He's a shooter. Um, Magic, who I compare more to LeBron James, he's more of a facilitator. Um, makes everybody else around him better. Um, so yeah, I'm still stuck with Magic Johnson. He's still the best point guard ever. Let's stay like this, then. Or let's get Samuel. Let me see Samuel's take, and then I, I have another question for you guys. So This isn't a GOAT debate, Sam. Steph this is Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Okay. If I agree. Go down that list of shooters. Shooters. They are shooting guards. Okay. Hmm. Now in today's game, I, I feel like there's not positions anymore. There's just... I don't, I don't want to sound dumb when I say it. It's going to sound very straightforward, but... There's there, ball players. There, there's ball players. <laughs> there's no more positions. There's just scores. So if you can score, you're probably more than likely not going to be on the floor. If you are on the floor, you are a liability. So in this last series, Sabonis, Sabonis <laughs> it was a liability because he couldn't shoot a goddamn mid-range. And I think that cost the Kings... A lot on offense, so like that to Dad's point, my father, Steph Curry isn't a true point guard, but because he plays the that position, he is the best in that. Like he, he he's the best in that position. So okay, um, yeah, okay, that you get me that... because he's the point because he is um a signed point guard. Because his name is the point guard in the roster. As he is the best. You know, if that's the position, he's the best player in that position. 
I like what you said about they're not being really positions. I think you can a better way to say it is maybe there's no more positions, but there's only roles now. Oh yes, I agree. That, that that's a better way to put it. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody just ball because play. I don't I don't I don't I kind of disagree with the part that if you can't score then you're a liability. I just I think now there's guys in there that don't need a score, but they still make a big impact. And take yeah. for example Kevin Kevon Looney on Sunday, Draymond Green, that's his whole career. He's quite so, getting bored. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, that down. Okay, if that game's closer, I I don't want Kevon Looney. In, you know, like I need, I need you someone who can get the board though. I need. We need to make the show. Oh, there's only one ball. They don't win. They don't win that one game ball. without Kevon Looney getting those. No, that's I, when the game turned. It's closer. That's what I'm saying. The game, like the game's on the line. I need the last, like we're on the last shot. I don't want Kevon Looney there in offense. He's probably inbounding the ball. Oh my god, he's passing. Well, I know what you mean. So <laughs> let me ask you this then: if if Steph Curry is a shooting guard, if we're putting him more in the role of a shooting guard, I'm gonna go through some top shooting guards in NBA history, and I don't think you'll pick one over Steph Curry. If if you were putting a team together, shoot, I don't know because what, what would you consider Michael Jordan a shooting guard? Yeah, forward. No, no shooting guard. He's he's a small. He's a six six. Because I'm even going as far as saying, I don't even. It would be a toss up for me if I had to choose between wanting Kobe or Steph on my team at the two. If only one of them could be the two. Well, it's because with with Steph, does defense matter? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You're right. You're right. See, everyone forgets about that. Even I forgot about that. Does defense matter? Yeah. The guy who can do both. Well, was Ray Allen a good defender? I don't think so. Then someone no, I... someone picks up Curry, someone pick Ray Allen, and they'll guard each other. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I uh, just think whenever Steph Curry shoots a three pointer, even if it's either his eyes are closed, I'm surprised when it misses. When it misses. I think that's crazy. Whatever the what other player has given that feeling? <laughs> has did Kobe give you that feeling? No. Maybe when he was um, on a hot streak, when he was heating up. Versus the Toronto Raptors, yeah. Who did he shoot for th- from three in that game? 68%. 58%. Oh, that's good. That's good. How, how much? 52%, I think. 58 or 52 in the check. That's good. That's that's solid. That's that's getting it done. Or whatever. And let's talk about something else. It's enough it's, stuff Curry talk. Oh, sorry, 38.9%. For the three-point line. 52.6 from the field goal. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the average is 40%. The league average. So he's, he's, I think he's right up there. Okay, so just so let's wrap this up. You've got the Lakers in how many games? Let's write this down, too. I'm going to send have, it in a text to you guys. So no, you can... I'm writing it as we speak. Okay. Pen and paper. Because I forgot. I don't know if we ever wrote down our finals predictions. Because I think I already screwed up. I think I had the Bucks going. Me, too. And they shit the bed, so. Schmucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lakers and six. Lakers and six. What's the format? Is it still two, two, one, one, one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say Warriors and six. Ooh. Just because I have a bet that they're gonna win the whole thing, but I, I don't think they are. <laughs> well, I mean, give that was us, a long time ago. Don't, don't give me your in, in your investment advice. Give me what do you what... mean you don't think they are? They're like right there. To win the chip. If they beat the Lakers, I think they win the chip. 
You think they beat the Celtics? Oh my! We were just talking. I think I think whatever team comes out the West beats the East. Okay. Okay, you did. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. See, it's gotta be Lakers in six. If it's the Lakers, it's in six because I don't think they can win Game Seven in Golden State. Um, give me the Lakers in six as well. Okay, cool. Um, let's move to the other uh, series. Uh, Denver versus Phoenix. The series is currently one zero. Denver leading, and they are currently playing right now. Let's get an update. Ding 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 ding. The update is the Suns are up sixty eight to sixty one. One minute. And 51 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good... A good uh, bounce back game from the Suns. It's a very defensive game right there. 68 points in the third quarter, Bradley. So what's your guys' predictions? Uh, Dad, you go first since you went last. I think... I, I do think... This seems to be an unpopular opinion, but I think the Suns win this also in sixth. Suns? Mm-hmm. I have the Nuggets... I think if this game goes to the Suns, I might have. I think I have the Nuggets in seven. Okay. Had have- the Nuggets won this game, if the Nuggets win this game, I have them in six. Suns in seven. Ooh, you have, okay. you have Phoenix winning game seven in Denver. Yeah. Dangerous. Unfortunately, you're writing this down too, right? Yes. So I don't okay. know if you guys know this little proposition I have with your younger brother. God. Oh yeah. If if the Suns go to the conference finals, we're gonna go. In the Warriors. Oh, actually, the if Warriors? It's the, actually, if it's the Warriors or the Lakers, we're going to yeah. go. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that, that's why Dad's going for the Suns. <laughs> okay, we have the Celtics versus the Sixers. The um, series started today, and the Sixers stole game one without Joel Embiid. What do you say, Albert? Who wins it? I don't know. I would have told you Celtics before that game. Is Embiid uh, supposed to come back? Yeah. Okay. He's very out of the high chance he'll come back for game two. It's tough to say. If, if he comes back and plays the rest of the series, I think it's the Sixers. Well, this morning I would have told you Celtics for sure. So I'd say six. Uh... You know what? No, I'm not going to change my stance. I'd say Celtics in six. Okay, I I'm see. not a believer in Embiid. I say Sixers and six. Dead. I'm gonna. St- I'm still going with the Celtics. Uh, is it home? Who's got the home court? I just Celtics. Celtics still not anymore. Well, yeah, Celtics is seven. The Knicks versus the Heat. As much as it pains the pains. The series started yesterday, April thirtieth. The Heat stole Game One. Which I think the Heat are going to win, but yeah, I think the Heat win in in six. Julian, my favorite number is six. Julius, <laughs> Heat in five. Julius Randall's hurt, right? He, uh, he he was out late yesterday. I don't know if he's out for the series. Okay, I just something about that Knicks team. It's a very defensive minded, scrappy, scrappy pappy. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm just done betting against playoff Jimmy. Ah, Jimmy, but. Yeah, he, he's called it. Hemi Buckets now. Wow. Why? Because he lost his J? Because he's him. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, Knicks are heat. I'm going to go Knicks. I know. Knicks Six. in uh, 
Seven. I'm going to go seven. Knicks and seven. Um, New York. The New York Knickerbockers. Okay, so just to recap, we're going to go over Albert's picks first, and then my picks, and then Father's picks. So uh, Albert has the Lakers winning in six games. He has the Nuggets winning in seven games. He has the Celtics winning in six games. And he has the Heat winning in six games. Okay. I have the Warriors winning in six games. I have the Suns winning in seven games. I have the Sixers winning in six games, and I have the Heat winning in five games. Wow. Father has the Lakers in six games, the Suns in six games, the Celtics in seven games, and the Knicks in seven games. So we're going to go ahead and write these down. We'll keep track, and we'll tell you who who wins at the end. Um, Can you send me a picture? Send me a picture, too, when you're done writing them down. As of right now, I think it's going to be the Warriors and the Sixers in the finals. Okay. Good. Good. And Joel and B. Warriors and Sixers. Warriors and Sixers. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. James Harden's second um, finals. Joel and B's never been. I think. I hate to sound like a homer, man, but I think it's going to be Lakers and Celtics. That would be so cool. I think it's going to be Lakers and Celtics. I think last time I checked, like a day or two ago, the Lakers were like top three odds to win the finals. No way. Which is, yeah, let me let me look it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and that's crazy. That, Isn't that amazing? If you were to ask. Yeah. Before the All-Star break, if the Lakers had any chance to even make the we're in the conference semifinals, I would have told you you were smoking crack. Oh, uh, I'm wrong. I don't know where I saw it. I guess I saw a tweet. Don't believe everything you read online. So I have the odds for you guys right now if you want me to read it. Go, 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 go. So right now the odds are Boston Celtics at one, Phoenix two. Golden State three, Philadelphia four, Nuggets five, and the Lakers at six. Damn. I might I might put some money on the Lakers right there because that's where we want to be, bro. <laughs> you want to be at the bottom. Yeah, you don't want to be the favorite. Fuck the favorites. The five. Yeah, how long? How long do they ever? How how often does the favorite actually win? Exactly. Yeah, last year the ESPN had the Celtics beating the Warriors and. Clearly, we're wrong. Yep. Ah, well, some good NBA talk. I'm excited. Game one tomorrow, Lakers and Warriors. Should I'm excited. I'm excited. Should be good. Um, some key players to look out for. I think, in my opinion, for the Warriors are. Oh. Yeah, let's ask. Who's your X factor for the Warriors? I. If they play good, who? And if they play good. And you think it's a guaranteed win if they play good? Well, Andrew Wiggins and no, it has to be one. I need okay, Andrew Wiggins. If Andrew Wiggins plays more consistent throughout this playoff series, and I think I think he did get he he got his feet wet in this last series. So if he continues to play well and play at the level he was playing last year, I think the Warriors can win. He's the X factor. He's a great defender. He's a great scorer on the offensive side, great rebounder. 
Um, so that's why I see on the Warrior side. On the Laker side, Anthony Davis is my X Factor. If he Glass. is available all this whole series, if he plays his heart out, I mean, to play at his skill level, we've seen his his how how great he's played. And so if he brings it every night, I mean, there's there's this Lakers have the best shot right now. I'll say mine really quick. Curry needs a splash brother. Yep. Either his long long time splash brother or the junior. Yeah. And I also agree with Anthony Davis. I think he's gonna be tested in this series. More mentally too. Um I think Draymond Green likes to get in people's heads. <laughs> so I think he needs to be not so much physically in the game, which is always a risk, but mentally, and he needs to continue the block party. Defense is going to be important. Interior defense. Albert, what do you think? For the Warriors, my X Factor is going to be Jordan Poole. And for the Lakers, in a funny way, I think it's going to be LeBron James. If you look at the previous series, he, he wasn't putting up he wasn't putting up LeBron James numbers. He was putting up third, fourth option guy numbers, and I he can't do that this series. He needs to, as old as he is, as hobbled as he is, he has to be um, probably the number two guy behind Anthony Davis' scoring. I think but he had some clutch, some clutch points. Um, yes, that's true. And I think D'Angelo Russell, having a, having a D'Angelo Russell is going to help out in the scoring category. But I agree with you. This is a, I don't want to call, I'm going to call this a, it's a Lakers legacy series for LeBron. I would yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Did you see the stats since, two, since 2000? In the last 23 years, how many combined championships the Lakers and the Gold State Warriors have? It's ridiculous. No. Yeah, it's like almost the last 10. 20 years? Yeah, since yeah, since 2000. Oh, because Kobe. So, Kobe, yeah, Shaq. five. I have five of Kobe's, one of LeBron's, um, and then five, four of the Warriors. Yeah. So. Wow. And so this is a D-Lo revenge series, too. Remember that he was traded for Wiggins. Oh. There's gonna be that storyline right there. Oh, it's just wild. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. This game, this series is. I think that then you're gonna hear them breaking TV records. This everyone's gonna be watching this series. That's gonna be cool. Yesterday, your kid Jacob asked me, "How did the Warriors draft Andrew Wiggins at number one? When when did they suck that bad that they had the number one pick?" It's a good question. What do you mean? Good question. It's full. It's, he knows that he's he knows that he was the number one pick. Oh, at least that. I was like he, and that's a good. He, he knows how you would pick number one. God. So I'm giving, I'm gonna give him some credit. I was like, kid, come on, let wearing a Steph Curry jersey. Let him know. I was like, come on, he was traded. So some stats to read out: the Lakers, five of the Lakers players are averaging in double figures. You have LeBron James with twenty two point two points, Anthony Davis with twenty point eight. D'Angelo Russell, 16.7. Was it Andre Reeves, right? Andre? No. Austin. Austin Reeves. Sorry. So much for being a household name. Austin Reeves. Disrespect. 16.5. And then I'm sorry to butcher butcher his name. Rui 
Hachirima. Just call him Gonzaga, bro. Just call him the Zag. Rui Hachimura. Yeah, there we go. How, how the hell did we not mention Austin Reeves in this whole conversation? I know Austin Reeves. I, I think Austin Reeves is gonna be he's he, gonna be the he's yeah, he's gonna be the guy to, to look out for. Everyone's gonna forget about him and he's gonna be the guy like, oh shit, we gotta we gotta worry about that guy too. Man. Yeah. He's 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 the white guy. We gotta worry about yeah. Him. We get some respect for the white guy. And then on the other side, the Warriors only have four players scoring in double figures. Steph Curry with 33.7 points a game. Klay Thompson with 20.6 points a game. Andrew Wiggins with 18.1 points a game. And Jordan Poole and the pool party, 12 points a game. What do you guys think? You interesting. What do you guys think about the coaching matchup? Or does that even exist in the NBA? Um... Steve Kerr against Mr. Ham. Uh no, that definitely exists in the NBA. So who do you give the edge to? That 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 game seven was also, I think, a big, uh, a big uh, a big part of that game seven win was the coaching strategies and the adjustments made between the Memphis Grizzlies coach and the Lakers coach. But in this series, I don't know. I, I, Darvin Ham has pissed me off so much, so I don't really have a lot of faith in him. <laughs> and when you're talking about Steve Kerr, I mean, he has the more playoff experience than Darvin Ham, you know, as a head coach. I know Darvin Ham was an assistant for the Bucks on that run, but I think I don't think I could ever put another coach above Steve Kerr in the current NBA. Are they going to say the same thing about Steve Kerr as they do about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady? Because hasn't Steve Kerr as long That's as... That's a good question. No, I don't think anyone... Then that would be putting him above Phil Jackson. I think Phil Jackson's that. Wouldn't you agree? Or is it because he stayed with one team, Kerr? No. Well, no. I didn't even consider the Phil Jackson because Phil Jackson is the same thing, right? Is he a product of his players or is he a good coach? Because he did have Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, etc. Then he had Kobe and Shaq, etc. But I mean, just, yeah, but a lot of play, yeah, a lot of coaches wouldn't even be able to get that to work. Yeah, those such big names, yeah, to replicate it. Okay, yeah. So Phil Jackson is. So I still then I, then Steve Kerr is just as he's worth of dis- discussing in that same vein. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. What's next? What's next? Next, we want to talk about some football. <laughs> Albert, would you like to join us for this conversation? Uh, I'll I'll give input where I can, but okay, I might not be able to give much. Okay, so it doesn't have to be great input. Okay, just chime in. Hey, that's a cool sounding name. <laughs> So in this last week, we had the beautiful NFL 2023 NFL draft, which was in Kansas City, Missouri. Right away, we have our number one pick. We had four quarterbacks, relevant quarterbacks taken in this draft that conceded the field this year. We have Bryce Young out of Alabama, drafted by the Carolina Panthers. We have CJ Stroud, the number two pick by the Texans out of Ohio State. Number four, the number four pick, the Colts select Anthony Richardson from Florida. 
And all the way down at 33, the Titans select Well Levis out of Kentucky. Dad, out of these four, we had talked about these guys before. Who do you think is going to start day one and will have the most success in year one? Um, I guess talking about coaches. Um, I guess. Testing situations. So I'll do this quick. I believe Anthony Richardson will start the Colts. I think C.J. Stroud sits behind Davis Mills at first, and then I think Bryce Young does immediately start for the Panthers, and I do, and Will Levis doesn't start just yet. And as far as success, I will go ahead and go with even the up. I think the Panthers. I think Bryce Young will have more success if we're just the scope of just these guys, not the whole NFL. I think Bryce Young will be have the most successful rookie year. So Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have two things in common, and Anthony Richardson, actually. They're going to have new coaches, all of them. Uh, the Panthers have Frank Reich. The Texans have D'Amico Ryan. And I don't know who the Colts have. I'm blinking right now. But um, as far as Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud's getting a defensive coach, and Bryce Young is getting an offensive coach. So in those terms, I feel like Bryson has the advantage okay. um, when it comes to coaching style. And I believe coaching matters and your situation. Uh, for example, Patrick Mahomes teaming up with Andy Reid. Who the fuck is that? I mean, what a great situation. What a great um, place to have been put in. No dysfunction. So, for example, Baker Mayfield with the Browns. A lot of dysfunction in the Browns organization over the um, over the years. GM, the front office in general. Derek Carr with the Raiders. Um, the Jets. Exactly. The Raiders. I mean, it just, I, I, honestly, it is all circumstantial where you land. It's very important. And so I think Bryce Young, like you said, is uh, set up to succeed out of these four. Uh, what say you, Albert? Oh, that's very interesting. I think he's gone. That I was on mute, but that was a very good depiction of what I have to say on that. Okay. See, I, I forgot I was on mute. Oh, no, but... no. All right. That's three for Bryce Young. Next topic. Next, we have, of course, our favorite team in the NFL, the National Football League, the Las Vegas. <laughs> so we had a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine draft picks in this year's draft. Our go ahead. Our first pick being Tyree Wilson, a defensive end from Texas Tech at number seven in the first round. Dad, how did you feel about that? I was okay with it. Uh, is there a wide receiver from Tech too? Oh no, he's in Cincinnati. Uniforms look familiar. I'm okay with it. Obviously, we need help on the defense. We weren't going to find the quarterback that we needed. Um, and so if we were going to stay in this within the seventh pick. Um, I think he was the best possible pick. It was rumored that they were going to go for a cornerback. I think the guy they wanted, Witherspoon, got selected. If he was still there, they probably would have picked him up. I thought they were going to go with um, Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez, but they did not. Uh, so that was kind of surprising. So I was a little surprised, but I've heard really good things about this kid. I was also surprised. I was, I was at first. I was upset. I'm not going to lie. Um, our secondary is uh, garbage. So I was excited to see what the the kind of um, 
cornerback slash safety we'd get. But again, like you said, Tyree Wilson will give him a chance. Very great player from Texas Tech. Um, excited. Our second pick of the draft is Michael Mayer, a tight end from Notre Dame. I am excited for this one. This is a need. We needed a tight end. For the Irish again. We needed it. I'm excited. Um, third pick, Byron Young, a defensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, our fourth pick. Trey Tucker, a wide receiver from Cincinnati, said to be the best returner in the draft. Fast. Very fast. Fast. Uh, fast. Our fifth pick, Jacorian Bennett, a cornerback out of Maryland. Very excited for this one. Very, very, very excited. This is gonna be this is gonna save us. This is gonna be a great pick and value at the and as our fifth pick. Interesting. Um, it's gonna help us in our division, playing against Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Who are they? Exactly. Um, next, we have a quarterback out of Purdue, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, don't really know much about him. I, I don't want to. Uh, Christopher Smith, a safety out of Georgia. Exciting. Again, I, I love to see these. Our secondaries being picked. And Georgia's a great school, obviously. Bulldog. Won the national championship. Uh, Amari Burnet, uh, offensive linebacker. I'm sorry. Outside linebacker out of Florida. And... Last but not least, Nesta Jade Silvera, defensive tackle from Arizona State. So, only three offensive positions taken in this draft and six on the defense. Very good. Um, I think the needs we needed were a cornerback, defensive tackle, a defensive end, and a tight end. And it looks like we got all of what we needed. So, I'm excited for what the future holds for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, especially on the defensive side, because I know what we have on the offensive side. We have Jimmy G, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby uh, Myers, uh, Matthew, Michael Mayer, and of course, who am I missing? Devontae Adams. So I've heard of him. I'm excited. Uh, Albert, how do you feel about the Las Vegas draft and their future for this upcoming season? I feel like you guys are messing with me. Why? <laughs> I have nothing to say. Okay, uh, what do you think they'll finish? You think it'll be the first in the division, second, third, fourth? Um, you can be as brutally honest with you as you as you want. I mean, I think third, third. Mm-hmm. Who, who comes out on third top? behind Kansas City and um, Fight Kansas City. Who's the fourth in their division? Denver and Kansas City, the LA, LA Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I think they're going to come third. Third. Yeah, just letting go of Darren Waller was a bad move, man. Bad move. I didn't like the Darren. Oh, but I'm, I'm in the minority there. Well, I don't know. I think they needed something. Although I'm not a big fan of Garoppolo, I think they needed a quarterback change, to be honest. Well, oh man, we can go. I could talk about this for like an hour. Great input, Albert. We appreciate it. Uh, well, this concludes our episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Again, this is Hot Takes from Cool Guys. Once again, happy birthday, Albert. Happy birthday, Berto. We'll see you can all. Can I say one thing?